What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, myself, John Kelly, here with the king of Kentucky backpacking, the man who is way more stylish than I am with that <laughs> amazing hat that he's wearing right now, Mr. Jeremiah Stringer. How are we, man? Hey, what's up, dude? I'm wearing a hat because my hair is a mess. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the whole reason for it. I wear a hat because my hairline doesn't give me a forehead. It gives me like an eight head. <laughs> well, so we, we all I have can a reason. I my hat up to here and people think I'm just bald. <laughs> That's a good look, man. And I mean, it's it's amazing how high my hairline is. I think there's a, um, I think there has to be some Guinness World Record for like the height of a forehead that you could possibly ever have. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it looks like your beard is looking great, dude. You got it trimmed up, styling, oh, yeah. profiling. Yeah, I got the. You got the fade going. It's starting to fill out a little bit more. Gonna, you know, it's starting to get cold. Yes. So it, it's yeah, it's time to get that beard game going. But there's there's a more important game I want to talk about right now, Jeremiah. <laughs> a way more important game that um, I want I want the people to see, and that is uh, the poll that we did this past oh, week. Yeah, we've been doing polls on the podcast. Uh, so if you're listening on Spotify. Hey, you can vote in that poll, and I think John made one on our community page as well. And I think what it proved is that I'm the better backpacker. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it out there because according to the poll, Jeremiah's gear punches got 24 percent of the poll. JK's gear kicks got 62 percent, and it doesn't just end there. That's just on YouTube. But if we go ahead and throw in Spotify, we see that. I got 58% on that one, and you got 26%. There was 16% that said our gear sucks, but... Dude, those those reflect each other very well. It's about the same on Spotify and on YouTube. And I love how... All uh, I'm going to say is it was a dominating win. It was a dominating (laughs) win this time for for Team JK. In my defense, when I made the poll, it limits the number of characters that you can type in for people to vote on. So I didn't get to put my entire like uh, little quote or whatever that you get to vote on. What does that have to do with voting on your gear? I feel like You're if voting I voting on on like definitions <laughs> or words, they're they're voting on gear. I feel like if I could have written out my entire like little thing that you vote for me for, then I would have had an edge because language matters, man. It's a gear poll, bro. You lost. Just, just, just own it, man. Come on. I think that fifteen percent appears. Fifteen percent of the people doesn't like either of our gear. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just expected. I think we also did I think get that's a, just expected. You're, people are just gonna. There's always gonna be. There's always gonna be somebody who just doesn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And in the comments on YouTube, uh, we got a bunch of awesome comments on there. I don't know if you read oh, yeah. through those. I responded to some of them, but. Uh, yeah, some people were, like, uh, explaining how they were voting and how, like, you know, maybe I have one piece that's more expensive, but it's very practical. You know, it just depends on who you are and what your budget is. Oh, yeah. And there were some people, like, I'm a bigger guy, so I'm going with JK's gear. Or I'm a taller guy, so I'm going with Jeremiah's gear. Um, what they don't realize is that the gear that we have, you can get it for taller people and for bigger people. So, Yeah, um, and that's true. And uh, that's okay, except well, well, the tents though, I will say the the duplex L is definitely geared for tall guys. Oh yeah, so that that definitely that definitely is a deal thing there. Oh, so speaking of games, dude, 
College football is back. I don't know what you did with your Saturday, but uh, we put everything on pause and watched a little UK Wildcat football. Yeah, I commented. Your wife actually posted on on Facebook that she was getting ready to put up Halloween direct decorations. I was like, where's the college football decorations? <laughs> yeah, well, my dad and I were sitting and watching the game, and uh, she started rummaging around in the storage closet and getting out these big containers of whatever, like orange sparkly skeletons. And yeah. uh, she has these little skeletons that she ordered on Amazon that you can like – I don't know. I think it's like Elf on the Shelf, but for Halloween. Like, she puts them all around the house. She'll put them, like, dangling off of uh, a rack in the bathroom, or she'll put them, like, you know, swimming in a bowl of candy in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, you can change them all different ways. Do you want to see how I watched football until Ohio State came on? Oh, how did you watch it? Like this. Oh, my gosh. Is that a quad screen? It is a single. It's a single TV screen. But I've got YouTube TV, and so, like, they allow you to do multi-view. So I was literally watching four games at the same time. And then I started to see the Colorado game. Did you watch the Colorado game? I thought about going back and, and watching it because I saw there were – not to spend too much time on college football, but yeah. I saw Deion Sanders and Coach Prime was talking a bunch of trash. And I seen Prime shove the other coach in the, in the interviews at, like, you know, they go out and shake hands in yeah. all the all – the, Cameras follow him out at the end of the game, and the coaches walk yeah. out to midfield checking. He, like, shoved the other coach. Like, uh, there was no blood loss between them. Oh, no, it was really awesome because he was getting so much garbage because, like, TCU was in the national championship game last year. <laughs> yeah, Georgia, man. Put him to it, sleep. In Colorado, it had been, like, I forget the insane number of games it's been since they won a road game against a ranked team. But they came in, and nobody thought they were going to win. And Deion Sanders' son threw for like 500 yards and four touchdowns or something <laughs> crazy. Yeah, 510 yards. Did you put that as your big your big game? You switched from the quad screen to one big Colorado screen? Well, I got the Colorado game on, then I did the quad screen again. So, oh, okay. you know, I watched UK take care of business. Uh, Oklahoma absolutely destroy Arkansas State. Um, yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun. I got to watch a lot of college football. I love fall. <laughs> Fall to me is the best time of year, right? Oh, because I totally agree. It, it's the best time to go backpacking by a long shot. It's the best time to go backpacking. The weather starts to cool down. The leaves start to change. It just gets beautiful here in the States. And uh, so I love, I love fall because also football kicks in. It becomes chilly season. So I'm starting some chili, you know, and, and hot chocolate and s'mores and campfires. And come on, man. Fall's oh, the best time of year. Yeah. Period. There was a little Christmas in the air, and Bridget said yesterday, you know, we need to get out and go camping. I said, oh, yeah, fall's here, baby, football, camping. Oh, man. And So, speaking of that, when are you going out again? Um, Well, looking at my calendar here, I think not this weekend, but next weekend I'll get out for – it's not technically my first fall backpacking trip, but um, – I've only been able to hang out with Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir, for the kayaking trip since I've been back from Spain. So I'm having withdrawals. Typically, I'm oh, able yeah. to. Oh, yeah. I usually get it. Live it. <laughs> I love it. I usually am able to get out with him once or twice a month, but uh, it's been a little slow. We're both really, really busy. So, you know, school kicking back in, and uh, that keeps me really busy. Yeah, I've been fighting through a foot injury, and I think it's finally. 
healed up. So I'm going out Thursday night, oh. coming back on Saturday. So, so it was it's it's frustrating. I was supposed to go. This is something that a lot of people don't realize. I switched jobs recently. I just had, you know, I work in a church, and my last Sunday was this week, and I start a new job tomorrow. And uh, I was supposed to go to California, and do uh, the the Trans Catalina Trail, mm-hmm. and wasn't able to do it because of just the insane timing of when this new job started and everything like that. So uh, I'm going out to the Red River Gorge on Thursday night, and uh, I have no idea what we're going to do right now. We're just kind of going to go out there and get lost, I think, and then find our way back to the vehicles and go home. Well, there's plenty of spots to get lost out there, and there's there's always something that you haven't checked out. Yes, 100%. 100%. I'm excited. So, Jeremiah, we, we got we to gotta get to the topic at hand, man. We got to get to the topic at hand. Okay. Because today is the Q&A to end all Q&As. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i don't think it'll be our last q a but we are well john i should say is ultra prepared now i just woke up brushed my teeth and then uh was ready to record but john has been putting in the work he's up in production value and Man, he is i've been, been working hard i feel like you've written hard. three research papers getting ready for this I'll tell you, man, it was pages after pages after pages of sifting through questions and uh, getting online and just making sure we had the correct answers and, uh, <laughs> you know, calling calling colleagues to, like, double-check my information. You know, it was just – it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, It was I, a lot. It was a sacrifice, though, for the channel <laughs> and for for the podcast, so I'm more than willing to do it. It's for the audience. It is. It's, it's for you. It's for you, the listener. So, uh, Jeremiah, here's our first question. Our first question is actually somebody we know, and it's actually three questions. Oh, that's a cheat code, but I'll allow it. And this is from Unlikely Hiker. She says, will Jeremiah ever have merch? Uh, yes. Yes, he will. <laughs> now, I can't <laughs> say. what th- it feels like <laughs> an empty promise. <laughs> I can't say the timeline. <laughs> I can't say the timeline. But, yeah. The glow up is real. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm at the point now. I just don't believe you, but we'll see what happens. I'm here to prove people wrong. That's my. Agenda. Maybe that's what it takes. Is that when everybody gives up believing in you, then suddenly you'll you'll have merch, and we'll all have to shut up about it. I'm just waiting for the faith so. to die. That's okay. what. Fair that's enough. what. Fair I'm, enough. Yeah, I'm gonna hit that. So, what is the most epic place or view you've ever had the pleasure of digging a cat hole? Man, that's a tough one. I would probably say whenever we were in Colorado, um, there was one spot that we camped at where I dug a cat hole, and in front of me there was like a an overlook of this big, I don't know how many acres, but a big lake formed by snow melt in the Colorado Rockies. And you had, like, snow on top of, it was like snow-capped mountains. You had the pines around you. You had the lake in front of you. And I could see fish swimming around in the lake while I was sitting that there. That sounds picturesque. Oh, dude, it was amazing. The only thing that would have made it better is some other wildlife coming through. Maybe, uh, I don't know what lives that high up, but, I don't know, a deer or something walking through in the distance. And I think you could have given that a five-star poop. 
That sounds incredible. I think for me, when I was in Pictured Rocks, the only reason I mention is because a lot of times when I'm pooping, I'm holding onto a tree. So my view is a tree right in front of me. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because that's usually what, what you're doing. But when I was at Pictured Rocks, you were in a pit toilet that was sitting out in the middle of everything. I was just in the open. No walls around you. You could just sit and relax. You're not having to hold on to anything. And just looking at beauty while you're sitting there doing the deuce. So I was, I really liked that. I, I thought that was going to be really nerve wracking for me, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really looking forward to going back up there at some point so I can poop in those pit toilets again. It's quite refreshing, man. You you ever watch Rick and Morty? Uh, a little bit. Uh, you seen the episode where the, uh, I guess there's a bunch of aliens there, but there's an alien that Rick ha has like this planet that he goes and poops on privately and an alien finds it and poops there. And then the whole the whole episode is them kind of fighting back and forth on if they're friends or not and blah, blah, blah. You seen that? No. Oh, <laughs> dude. After what you just explained to me, you got to watch that episode because uh, I'm going to have to. It semi reflects the feelings that you were having sitting up there on that pit toilet looking out over the beauty. I'll tell you, man, there's nothing like it. Absolutely nothing like it. Okay. So, any big plans for 2024? I think that I have one trip that I was invited on, but it's like right when school starts. And it's a biggie, but I don't think I'll be able to go because my school starts like the first week of August. You know, it's not like college where you start the second week of September or whatever. So right. that would be amazing. I would love to get up to Pictured Rocks during the summer of 2024 and see if I can backpack that because that's a biggie that it seems like all my friends have done, but I've never, uh, you know, the stars never aligned for me to do it. So well, if you ask nice enough, I might be willing to go with you. Oh, there we go. I got the expert here. How many times have you done it? it? I've only done it once, but I'd love to go again. Cause oh, I was, yeah. I was kind of coming off. I, that was the first time I'd ever had an injury on trail was before that trip. Mm -hmm. And so for the first half of the trip, I was kind of being careful. Now I want to go out there and climb on everything and go out to everything and, do the things I didn't do last time. Oh yeah, dude. We should make that happen. I think we should. I think we should. We'll ease on For up me north. next year, uh the I told you I'm going I'm working at a new church. Yeah. Well, one of the guys I'm working with wants to go to the Grand Canyon really bad. And so the two of us are hopefully gonna plan a trip with my buddy Josh and we're gonna do a rim to rim at the Grand Canyon hopefully this next year. So the rim to rim it so what exactly does that look like for the backpacking trip? Is it uh, a week long? Is it four days long? And what what's the terrain like? Are you going down in the canyon? Or are you staying around the rim and kind of? Oh, you go up? down into the canyon and then come back up out of it. Okay. If you want to see, uh, I'll tell you some great videos. The uh, the the Midwest boys all went to do that one. Um, Miyagi and Rob Pelton and Midwest backpacker they all they all went down in there. Jeremy Lacroix they all went down in there and did that and had some great videos. And uh, if you want to see what it's like, that those are great videos to watch. Don't watch Dan Becker's because we're not going to do it the way Dan did it. <laughs> is um, that is that where he fainted? That's where he almost died. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we won't be doing it when the weather's like that. I can promise you that. Um, yeah. No but we're snow. looking at. We don't know exactly when we're going to do it. We just want to get it planned and get out there. So we're going to look at what what the cost is as far as like permits and if we can even get a permit. And um, if anybody knows. 
anything about getting out there and doing a room to room. I've never done it, but I want to. So uh, shoot me some info about it. I'd love to hear how to get out there so we can do that one. Speaking of permits, did the uh, did it basically die? The whole you got to have a permit to film outside, and YouTube makes it complicated and blah 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 when it comes to the federal land and all that. I don't know. I haven't heard any updates on it, to be honest with you. I haven't heard anybody um, get arrested or fined. And you'd think that would be a I ha- story. I haven't yet. I haven't yet, no. So, But I don't leave anything past government, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. So our next question is from Delta Safari Show. When can we expect Miranda goes outside on the live stream for an epic poopathon? Miranda goes outside, so she does REI's videos, right? She used to do REI's videos. Okay. But she's, she's got, got her own channel now. She uh, she actually separated from them a while back now. Oh, see, I seen a thumbnail for one of her videos, and it was like, I worked at REI for 12 years. This is what you should buy from REI's stores. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So she's doing her own thing. I actually reached out to her on Instagram, but she has... I, you never know when people see your messages or not. Like people will message us on Instagram, and she's got It'll way be months. <laughs> well, sometimes it sends it to request, and yeah. like you know, you may not see it, or if it's somebody that doesn't follow you or you don't follow them or something, and they're just trying to get a hold of you. Sometimes I don't know. It's like it's hidden, and you got to go yeah. in and click. But I well, she's definitely out. on our radar. That's for sure. Yeah, I reached out to her, and I haven't heard back. So, I don't know. So, Miranda, we know you're listening. We know we are your favorite podcast. So, just reach out. We'll have you on. It'd be great. I'd love to have her uh, on the show, but it's it's tough getting hauled to different people. It is. It is. Next question. Backpacking tips for an aging roofer with aching joints. Let's just say the miles seem to be getting harder. Yeah, well, that means... You got to use it to your advantage. That means that you can have more fun and bring more stuff and just not walk as far. Maybe it's only a half mile in and you got everything that you want a grill rack, a cooler. I mean, whatever you can think of that you can carry, you only got to take it a quarter of a mile or a half mile. Or on the opposite end of that, do what I'm doing and just go all in on ultralight. So that your back and your knees and your ankles aren't feeling it as much when you get out there because of all the weight on your back. That's so right. it, you've really got two options that are well, Jeremiah's option, which is a fantastic one. Maybe do shorter trips, but take more stuff and have more fun. Or drop the weight of your gear. You know, invest in some 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 really lightweight gear and uh, protect those joints. Yeah, that's the two extremes. And if you want to go kind of in between. I think like day hikes are a great, it's a great tool that allows you to kind of see some of the things that you would have seen backpacking or would have saw backpacking without that extra weight on your back. So maybe you can walk a little further and then you car camp, you know, back at a campsite that you already have set up and established. And then you don't have to carry everything in with you. You got to see some of the same views or some of the same experiences that you would have got backpacking. That's like my serious and, answer. And, yeah. And base camping, you know, Oh, hike with your stuff in a couple miles, find a base camp and then just always camp there and then bring like a small pack that you can just take to day hike during the day and then come back to the same campsite every night. Yeah. And it may sound like you're not getting 
the same experience that you would have gotten if you had have been able to do a typical stereotypical backpacking trip. But that's okay. Like you're you're getting a different experience, but it doesn't mean it's better or worse. It's different. It's an yeah. opportunity to to explore other like non traditional, you know, methods and routes for your trip. You can't look at it as like uh, I got cheated out of being able to do it this way. It's more of an opportunity. Well, yeah, and and the nice thing about the base camping option is you do get to go out in the woods and stay out there. Um, yeah, you're not at a woods. at a populated campsite with a bunch of cars and all that stuff when you do that. So it, it can it can more emulate a typical backpacking trip. It allows you to get miles without as much wear and tear. Mm. So that's there's some really good options there, Jeremiah. I think we did good on that one. Oh, that was how about this one right here? What is this? How did Jeremiah get so handsome and smart at backpacking? <laughs> Oh, that's a good what? question. John, why don't Who you is Jeremiah Stringer Hikes? What is this? <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, obviously you could see that this uh this comment this comment was left by Jeremiah Stringer Hikes' uh, Instagram. Is somebody managing your account for you or are you just been <laughs> That's my secretary. They must have <laughs> 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 they must have got on there and they said some kind words. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Keep up the good work. You deserve a raise. Oh my God. I don't know. Uh, okay. How did he get so handsome? Who knows? All right. This one's kind of looking funky. Let's see if we can actually make this fit on the screen here. Look at this real time folks. Oh, look at that. Ben McMillan. I want to know how you two met and who made the first move. Oh, well, I can answer this one because I know the answer to both. Yeah, go ahead and hit it. This is, I think we've told this story before, but if we haven't, um, before I started my YouTube channel, um, I got on a phone call with Dan Becker and we were talking one day and uh, just talking about life and all this kind of stuff. And he goes, hey, I got a friend named Jeremiah who lives in Kentucky. I think he lives an hour from where you live. You should give him a call and talk to him. And so he gave me Jeremiah's number. Now what? Like when I was talking to Dan, I was totally geeking out at the time. I think Dan had a total of like 5,000 subscribers at the time. And to me, that was like the biggest channel on the planet. You know, like that was amazing. And the other guy that I'd been watching all the time was Jeremiah. So low key, I'm geeking out when he gives me Jeremiah Stringer's phone number. <laughs> and so I call up Jeremiah and I, and, uh, I'm like, Hey, my name's John. I've got this channel. Dan said I should call you and we should chat. And Jeremiah goes, um, okay. Uh, I, I can't talk right now. I got stuff going on, but I'm going on a flight to, uh, to hike the long trail and I've got to drive to Nashville. I can talk to you then. And I'm like, that sounds great, man. And so I gave him my number, not expecting to get a phone call. Cause I was like, oh, that he totally was just like saying that to be nice. So next thing I know, a few days later, I get a phone call from Jeremiah and I sit on my back deck and we talk for his entire drive down to Nashville. And and that's where the romance started. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think eBay made the first move, but it look looks like it worked out fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And uh so that that's how it all began, folks. The that's, origin that's where the story. love started, right there. So next question. If Jeremiah was president, what would he do for national parks first? Uh, man. For national parks? Uh, I probably would visit them. That's what I would do first. <laughs> I don't know. How I, would, I would bless them with my presence. <laughs> well, it's not that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to bless them with my presence. 
I'm like, uh, well, I don't know what I would do first because if I haven't been to them, how would you even know? You know, you got to go assess the problems, you know, come up with a game plan before you can uh, have an effective solution. So Jeremiah is president, president of I don't know what, but uh, we would check out the national parks, see what they have to offer, and figure out, you know, how can we make them better, I guess. I don't know. I think, and could you lift the photography and video bands? Oh, yeah. On the national parks? I can take care of that for you, John. That'll just, my John Hancock, and it's done. I think, I think that would be, if you would do that, you would please so many YouTubers for sure. Yeah. I think I could. All do right. That. Loafer X wants to know will either of your beards look as good as your logo ever again? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny question. It's funny. If you've ever seen our logo, it's two guys with beards and glasses, and those are our actual beards. Like, that's that's what our beards looked like at the time. Yeah, John uh, made, made the that. logo. It's like a silhouette. John made that using some kind of funky software. My beard actually looked like that again afterward. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't quite as long, but it was like 80%, you know, 75%. My beard's growing out right now. I just told Bridget yesterday. I was like, Bridget, look, the beard's growing out thick. And she's like, I know. And I said, you know what else? Starting to get a little crispness to the air. Getting chilly. Getting we're in we're in September. Fall is coming. It may be time to ease the beard on out. But I don't know. I've been uh dressing up like three days a week for work, wearing a tie a couple of days, maybe a little sport coat or something. We got two days that we can wear jeans, and I don't know how well the the mountain man beard goes with, you know, a sport coat. So we'll see. I'm living a dual it, life here. To me, it, it just kind of it's just kind of like wearing a tuxedo T-shirt. It, it shows you're classy, but you like to party. You <laughs> with know, the so beard? it's like, yeah. So like, if 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 you're wearing the tie and you got the beard, it means you're classy. Are you saying you like that party? <laughs> I'll be. I'll be sporting the equivalent uh, equivalent of a mullet if I'm uh, got, no. I didn't say party up. I didn't say I didn't say business up front. Party in the back. Well, I said I said I'm classy and I like to party. Those are two different things, man. Well, it sounds to me like the suit is business and the beard is party. Well, it is. <laughs> oh, it's it's not a mullet. It's just similar. It's not a mullet because business is not necessarily classy. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So anyways, next question. This is from Christian Toten. If you had to pick one outdoor brand to use for the rest of your life, which would it be and why? I actually know this one. This one's actually easy for me, I think. Okay. Well, I'm trying to think of a company that makes everything that I would need. I'm going to, I'm going to go with outdoor vitals. Outdoor vitals does make. Well, I guess they have the tent. They got the pack. They got the pack. Pretty much everything except for like footwear. Yeah. They pretty much make everything else you need. They make socks. That's what I'm saying. Footwear. They, that's the only thing they don't make are socks and and shoes. But they do make underwear. They make clothing. They make tents, backpacks. Um, I mean, and here's the thing. I think Outdoor Vitals is one of the most underrated companies in the outdoor business right now. Um, because the stuff they're coming out with is fantastic and, uh, it's just, it's well-made, 
It's well thought out. The only thing I would probably change about Outdoor Vitals is the way they make their shirts and stuff. I think they need to make them in two different versions. They need to make the skinny guy version and the not skinny guy version. <laughs> oh yeah, their you know? stuff is. But that's it. I mean, that's the only that's the only thing I would change. I think what they're doing is, I mean, my favorite puffy jacket right now is, I think it's the Vario jacket, is what it's called. I love that thing. It's that, real uh, light. It's uh, it's not very thick, but it still keeps you really warm. And uh, I wear, I take that almost all my trips when it's like really chilly outside. Is that the so, full zip? Yeah, yeah, it's the full zip because you got the Ventus hoodie, which is just like a quarter zip, um, or a third zip, or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, I think they're making great gear, so I'm a huge fan. And it's not because they, it's not because they sponsor the the channel. I actually really like their gear. I think that if I could, if I could get Nemo to make um, backpacks, then. That would be my my pick because I use the tensor. I like their Philo pillow. I I love the Nemo Disco fifteen. That's what I used on the whole long trail, and it worked great. That's my that was my sleeping bag. They I don't think they make clothes. They make killer tents. They make killer tents. Yeah, though was is it the Nemo Hornet? That's one of their super popular tents. The Dragonfly, the Hornet. Yeah, they've got a lot of really good tents, and they're doing that Osmo fabric. Oh, which is uh it's a fabric that doesn't um that doesn't loosen up when it gets wet. Yeah, you know, like sil nylon will get real loose and you have to retighten up your tent all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's um the Osmo fabric just doesn't do that. Well, if I could get them to make the the other stuff that I would need, I would probably go with them. I I love Nemo. Outdoor Vitals is great too. It sounds like that they are more applicable for this question, but uh we differ. Yeah, no, there's no problem with that. All right, the next question on our list. Do you guys fold or crumple? Fold or crumple? <laughs> we know what to do with that question. Is that is that talking about like uh, packing your sleeping bag up in your backpack or something? I, I'll bet you it's tense. You want to bet that it's they're talking about tense? Oh, yeah, you might be right. Some people fold their tents up. Yeah, apparently. Well, I'm a crumpler. I'm going to be honest. I'm a crumpler. When you say crumple, if you mean stuff it into a stuff sack without a care in the world of how it comes that's, back out. That's that's what I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the definition of me. I thought that's the way you packed up tents. Yeah, I thought so too. Now, I will say with the Dyneema tent, I don't do that as much because, you know, the tape and all that stuff. I think, I think you're supposed to be more careful with them. I'm not really good about doing that every time. but Oh, really? Yeah, I think so, man. I think it's considered better care for a, a Dyneema tent. You know, they probably put it in the instructions, but uh, as a typical backpacking dude. I don't read it. I don't read no, I, even like setting up the tent, I'm like, yeah, you know what would be way better than these than these instructions? A video. They need to put like a QR code I can scan on the instructions, and it takes me directly to a really good video of how to set up the tent or whatever. That's why I like the Durston tents so much. They do have a video for the, how to set up their tents. The, so we should, we should try to work with companies and this is our pitch. Hey, you know how you have those crappy instructions that come with all your equipment? 
Send us. You know how you're failing at teaching people how to make that's, that's how you that's how you warm up the waters, you know. Get the relationship started. Start with insulting. You know why you them. suck. <laughs> yeah. You gotta insult them. Or maybe we should make it a compliment sandwich. First we compliment them, then insult I them. I like that. Then compliment again and then give our pitch. But here's our pitch. Your directions suck. Why don't you send us send us the product? Okay. Send us money, and we will send you content that's really good of how to set it up. And then on your instructions, just put a QR code, and it takes you directly to my channel for a video that you paid me for, and I get to keep the equipment. What do you think about that pitch? Is that a pretty strong well, this, pitch? This, this started out as a we thing, and then it turned into a me thing. Suddenly it's like, then go to my channel where I'm making money, I'm going, wait, wait a second, wait a second. I thought we were doing this together now. Like, Well, you get to decide on what companies that you want. Like you said, or, Outdoor Vitals. I said Nemo. Or, or, we just do it on the Backpacking Podcast website. Oh, and that's a good idea. We make it, we make it, we make it a 50-50 split. And we, we do, you do half the videos, I do half the videos. Or, let's do them together. We can make do them, them together. We can make them even better. And we can make even more money. Because I've got the really expensive camera and you've got the good looks. It's going to work out well. <laughs> we, I can't uh, endorse what you you've just said. You've got the hair, too. I don't have the hair, man. We've already talked about this. I look like I'm bald. Well, I do have hair. Even though there is hair. Mine's up there somewhere. So, yeah. Yeah, I say, uh, yeah, let's partner up on this, John. Let's uh, figure out. Which companies we can insult first and uh, yeah. we'll go after So like any of you companies out there that suck at teaching people how to uh, put up their tents, let us know. We'll yeah. help you. Maybe we also need uh, some coaching on how to tactfully say things because it doesn't seem like I'm very good at that either. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe some social media training or something. I don't know. I think you're right about that. I think you're right. Um, Andy Parrish Outdoors asks the question, if nothing ever sticks to Teflon, how do they make Teflon stick to the pan? Well, Andy, you're in luck, buddy, because I looked that up online because that question interested me. So this is this is this is online right now. I did the Googlies and this is what came up. It said you might guess Teflon somehow sticks to metal better than it does to eggs, but in reality, the polymer slides right off metallic surfaces too. In order to get Teflon to stick to a pan, the metal is sandblasted. A primer coat of Teflon seeps into the tiny holes and cracks, and the Teflon is baked into the pan. You are welcome. Wow. Textbook answer. So there it is. So, Andy, you're welcome. Oh, nicely done. I don't know if we're Mic the... Mic drop. Mic <laughs> drop. I don't know if we're exactly the resource that you would try to seek out for information on Teflon, but it worked out in your favor, Andy, because John is an expert on Teflon. I am. It's I've actually got a degree in it. So, um it's really nice. But I'm actually I have no degree in Teflon. Okay, so next question. Um whoa, that one got real big. What is that? Uh let's try that again, kids. Did you see that, Jeremiah? That's top-notch that? production value here on I'll the tell you backpack. What, man, every podcast. once in a while I get one that doesn't want to play nice and it's doing it again. I don't know what we're going to do with this one, Jeremiah. <laughs> just being all kinds of mean. Hey, there we go. Oh, Fat Man Ooh. Adventures 8344. You think he's ironically not fat? Wouldn't it be funny if he's just some skinny dude? 
<laughs> I don't think it's fair though that, that he identifies as fat, but he's not. Yeah, so, that would anyway. be a double standard. So any tips on backpacking as a big guy? How about any tips as a big guy that brings his dog everywhere? I want to get into this hiking, but I'm not small. Well, here's the thing, dude. I'm a big guy. And I've been backpacking since 2016. And, dude, just go do it. Start off small, do shorter trips, uh, get your body used to it, and go for longer trips. Uh, start getting your gear now, buy some cheaper stuff, and then kind of upgrade as you go. I mean, it's the same thing I would tell anybody else who's wanting to get into backpacking. Um, just because you're big doesn't mean you can't go out there and do it. Well, I mean, you I just got to get out there. I don't know what he means by big guy. I mean, his his name is Fat Fat Man Adventures eight three four four. So maybe he's got a little extra bulk. If that's the case, uh, I would probably get the long wide version of each thing that you buy, so you'll be a little oh, more yeah. comfortable. Um, I also, I would say Body Glide is going to be a really good friend of yours because, like, I played high especially school. in hot weather. Oh, especially in sure. hot weather. Yeah, because as a bigger guy, you know, Woo, you're going to sweat. Buddy. <laughs> that's right. As a bigger guy, you're going to sweat, and uh, chafing is the enemy. I played high school football, and I was about 275 pounds. I was offensive lineman. And Body Glide, it will help get you through. Body Glide, baby powder, anti-monkey butt, cornstarch, yeah, friction like control that. from uh, Arm & Hammer. Yeah, any of those is going to yeah. be fine. Now, for the dogs, um, if you're taking your dogs backpacking – I'd make sure I have a leash. Um, yep. Especially, you know, if you're going on a more popular trail. But my my main concern with backpacking with my dogs is not overexerting them and keep making sure that they are warm at night. So what I did was I brought like the, you can go to Lowe's and get, it's almost like bubble wrap, but it's silver on each side. And people, I think, use it to like line their garage doors and that kind of stuff as insulation. So you can get like a roll of that or order it on Amazon. And it's super light. You just roll it up, strap it on the outside of your backpack, and then that gives your dog a mat to lay on in your tent. So just stay aware of I that. Would also, I was going to say, I'd, I'd also add, if it's hot out and you're going to be hiking with your dog, make sure you plan a trip where you're hiking near water quite a bit mm. so your dog can jump down in there and cool off. Because um, dogs can get overheated just like people. And... uh Give your dog the opportunity to cool itself off from time to time. Yeah, and don't worry about being big. It doesn't matter. I mean, you can still get out there and backpack. No. Don't let it limit you. Yeah, and and to go along with what Jeremiah is saying, something else to really think about is when you're buying backpacks, uh, make sure that that hip belt's big. Make sure it's really big because uh, if it's not, you're going to be miserable. You're going to get pinched in different areas on your gut. Um also, finding a backpack that sits off of your back a little bit, something like uh, an Osprey pack that has the the airflow system in it or like the arc hauls that they have from uh, Z-Pack, something where it pulls off your back a little. You're always going to sweat a little bit, but big guys have a higher tendency to overheat. So um, it's always good to give yourself options where you're not going to overheat as much. Um, and don't be afraid when you start hiking and it's cooler out, be bold, start cold. That's especially true to bigger guys. Because, like I said, bigger guys are more uh, more apt at uh, overheating. So just be prepared for that. Yeah. Now he's got a little something, no no pun intended, a little something to munch on there. 
to figure out uh, how to get started. But like John said, number one, just get out there and do it. That's that's absolutely. That's how you start. Yep. Let's see if this one's going to be nice to us. No, it's not. Oh, it's huge. It's it's hating on us now. All of a sudden, I don't know what the deal is here, but you're a professional. I trust Jaybird. You've got a long one here, dude. All right. I'm curious about barefoot shoes. I work lawn maintenance and walk miles every day. And a lot of that time I carry a black or a backpack mower. Uh, it transitioned very well over to hiking. Carrying a bag for miles is nothing. Now my feet are another issue. I saw some ads for those barefoot shoes and I think you covered them in an episode a while back. Anyway, I was curious if they actually work and are viable or are they a gimmick? Yeah. So disclaimer, I don't think John or I, either of us wear those barefoot shoes. I, I don't even like zero drop shoes. So this is going to be something that Jeremiah is going to tackle. Um, and also John said, uh, a backpack mower. I think it's like a leaf blower. So he's always like carrying around oh, backpack an extra... blower. Sorry. I, I said mower. <laughs> no worries. Backpack blower. So <laughs> if you're going to go with the barefoot shoes, I mean, the, it's in the name, right? Barefoot. So they're a minimalist shoe. And I went to college with uh, a guy. I actually played high school football with him and then roomed with him my freshman year. And he wore these. And he's also a CrossFitter. So I'll tell you, they don't offer a whole lot of protection, obviously, if you're going to be out in the woods. Um, and if you are going to try them, definitely, like, Use them for an hour or two, <laughs> not at the woods. Like, you break them in over time because they don't provide the support that typical shoes provide. Like, I wear um, I wear trail runners, and then I will put in inserts, like pinnacle power step are the inserts that I use. And they give my feet a lot of support and prevent uh, plantar fasciitis, that and calf stretches. And those barefoot shoes, if you're prone to plantar fasciitis or if your feet are not used to walking in zero-drop shoes, then you're going to have some issues, whether it is like yeah. calves or hip alignment or just working muscles that you don't normally work. And also, like, the the tendons, ligaments, bones, and uh, muscles in your feet and ankles are going to get – they're going to be getting strained that they don't normally get – because they're used to the support that your typical shoe wears. So if you are serious about like wearing those minimalist style shoes, you definitely want to start slow and you definitely want to just wear them around instead of just putting them on and being like, I'm doing a 30 mile backpacking trip in three days, you know, this weekend. And I'm going to try out my new barefoot shoes um, because your feet have to get strong before you can put a lot of stress on them without the support that they normally have. So you're going to be prone to injury, not only mechanical, but just from, you know, walking without the support. Right. And the calf thing is no joke. Like, if you're not used to zero drop and you start hiking in them, your calves are going to be sore. Yeah. Because you are you don't realize just a few millimeters uh, means a lot when it's your heel compared to your foot, or the front of your foot, I should say. So uh, just be prepared for that. Now, some people, they can transition to them really easily. I never really liked them. They're, they're not comfortable to me. Um, and I don't enjoy hiking in zero drop very much, but I know a lot of people that really love them. Hey, most innovative gear of 2023, both the big three and smaller items. Ooh, man, I feel underprepared on <laughs> all the gear that I know for 2023, but we're actually 
toward the end of 2023. So there's a lot of awesome gear that's came out. Is there anything in particular that struck your fancy that you you thought was super innovative this year? Yes, as a matter something? of fact, the uh, the Zoom insulated pad from uh, Big Agnes. Um, it's a uh, I think the R rating is four point three, and the tw- the the wide regular only weighs eighteen ounces, and the wide long only weighs twenty ounces. Oh, so they're getting lightweight. It's lightweight. It's super comfortable. Um, everything about it's great. I'm actually using that one this weekend uh, when I go out to the gorge. I've already slept on it a couple times and love it. It's a it's a great pad. Um, I'm I'm not sure how innovative innovative this is. It kind of feels like um, how Apple they'll they'll like improve a feature that Samsung has been doing for the past seven years, and they'll make it as perfect as it can get, or in their eyes, pretty perfect. And then they'll they'll integrate it in a phone. And I feel yeah. like uh, ZPAX has done that with their zipper system. They, uh, like I said, I don't know how innovative it is, but they've changed it, and now it reflects more of the traditional style uh, zipper system instead of the rainbow doors, mm-hmm. which we talked about a couple of times over the past few weeks. So I won't spend too long on this, but... Uh, I feel like that was a good change, and that's about all I have on the innovative. Another one I like, and this is kind of a like it's like smaller items kind of thing. Is this little guy right here? This is the Flextail Tiny Repel, and it's it's a mosquito repellent that uh, it's got these little discs that you put inside of it. It's it's rechargeable. It's also got a, a lamp on it, and you can use this uh, just to keep the insects away from you. When you're out at camp, if there's one thing that's annoying when you're uh, camping out, it's that you're sitting around the fire, but you're getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. Um, this little thing right here is fantastic, and it works really well. I used it on a 97-degree day camping out with my buddy Sean at a state park here in Kentucky. And, man, I can't tell you how useful that was once I, I got it on and was able to keep the bugs off me the rest of the night. Man, that is a hot day. <laughs> it's so hot. It was, it was, it was blazing hot, but, uh, yeah, so I think this is just a great little item and Flextail also redid their pump this year. Um, in the past, the, the pump was on the side, so it kind of sat weird. Like it just was kind of awkward. Well, now the pump comes in through one end and out the other, and then you can, uh, take your valve and put it on the other side and you can actually, uh, deflate your pad really quick. Also using that. Oh, does it so, suck um, the air out? Yeah, it sucks the air right out. Oh, so that is perfect, that's great. man. Uh, what is your system for whenever you're about to roll up your pad? Um, actually, I use the pump to get it done quick. Well, before the I pump, I hate being the last person done. Before the pump, so I'll take the. What's that? Before the pump. What like, do you mean before the pump? I uh, like I pull the, the thing up, put the pump in, and let it deflate it, and then I fold it up and roll it. I know, but the pump didn't always exist. So you've been on many. Oh, you're many talking trips. pre-pump. Yeah. Like, like if there was an AD for the pump, um, I would just, when I would get up in the morning, I would just open up the valve and let it deflate and go eat breakfast, all that kind of stuff, come back. And usually by the time I got back, there was no air left in it. And then keep the valve open, fold it up most of the way. Then once I get it pretty much done, then I close the valve. Oh, you never, uh, open up the valve and then lay on it and let it deflate. 
Well, I mean, I'm on it when I open up the valve in the first place. So, oh, you're saying the excess just kind of leaks out while you're doing your chores and breakfast and all that. Yeah, that way I'm not having to come back and try and do it after I eat breakfast. I got you. I got you. I like so. to, I like to let mine deflate while I'm laying on it, and then I'll get up and I'll roll it with the valve open, and then I close yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I do. Close it and then roll it up like I'm going to store it, and then open the valve up whenever I get to the very very end and push out the excess air. Yeah, that's a great way to do that. It's effective. It's very effective. And the next question on our list, would Mrs. JK consider a backpacking trip with something like Goat Packing Com at Goat Packing Com or one of the llama outfitters? Okay, so I guess it's backpacking with goats or llamas. I don't know. I'm going to give it a goog. Yeah, goog that, man. But I'm going to say my wife, if it's not in a camper, we're probably not going. She's not going with me. Like... When we got married, I wasn't into backpacking. I got we got married two years before I got into backpacking. So there was never this expectation of the outdoors when we got married. Um, and she is definitely not an outdoors person. That's not really her thing. So uh I don't know that anything is gonna like get her to actually backpack. So I looked it up. Yeah. Let's see if you can switch over to my screen there. I think I have it pulled up to where you can see it. This is by uh, backpacker.com. So I would the say goats I'll... carry your backpack for you? That goat does not look happy. Goats? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's... That goat looks like it's dying. What is he's okay, for people who aren't watching right now, but you're listening, we're looking at a screen, and there's a guy holding a leash for a goat, and the goat is just laying down with what looks like 120 pounds worth of backpacking <laughs> gear on its back. It does not look happy. Yeah, and the guy has a backpack too. What's the point in having the goat if you have to wear a backpack with a hip belt? And oh my gosh! <laughs> it says goat packing is a whole new way to hike. Goats are perfect pack animals, agile, compliant, and low impact beasts of burden. Right? <laughs> and then it doesn't look like it in that picture, man. <laughs> well, it does say right, so it's maybe it's supposed to be ironic. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm assuming that you're right. Um, <laughs> I'm scrolling through here and they got this big story, I guess, about this guy or this woman taking these goats and doing and back doing backpacking trips. Two hundred pound. What animal. do you do if they get annoyed and they just run off <laughs> with your gear? <laughs> well, you got to keep them leashed up, I guess. You can switch well, back. I'm over looking to at those pictures; they're not leashed <laughs> off. They're just like. Walking around eating with someone's backpacking gear on them. Unlike some pack animals, pack goats graze that, along the way. <laughs> goats hate water. <laughs> the captions well, on What do you do if there's dude. an inescapable water crossing? I guess you just got to take them across. The goats, I guess, long I guess your gear's just going to stay with them and you're not going to get it back. What's it? Julia Van Dino Ever? Van Dino ever. We need to just get her on here to explain this to us. Well, she's a professional. She took all these photos. Meeting the pack goats. I guess you can go in and pick which one you want. This one looks really skinny, though. <laughs> That's tough. All I know is that very first one did not look happy. No, no. He's, he's, he does not look like he's ready. That probably oh, needs to be the thumbnail funny. for this video. <laughs> that picture right there. That's funny. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. That's just funny. So, long story short, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do to get my wife to go backpacking. I might get her to go camping if we get a camper. So, 
Yeah, that's, that's a good that's, that's what I got. So, all right, next question, which for some oh. reason is one of these weird, like, hey, let's be massive in size questions. Big question. Um, yes. Let's see here. When's the live podcast coming back? I miss them, and I think a lot of other people do too. I'll stop leaving you none of the above comments on your gear if you bring it back next week. What's a person supposed to do on Monday nights? Watch football. Gag me with a spoon. That's from the 80s. We want the backpacking podcast live. Well, guess what? Next week, the backpacking podcast comes back to live streams again. And our first guests are who I like to call the gear bros. We got uh, Steve from My Life Outdoors and Justin from Justin Outdoors who are going to be on here with us. Oh, it's so, going to be a fun one, man. The, it's going to be good. The live Backpacking podcast season has arrived. That's right. Starts next week, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Western time. That this is, is not Western, Pacific. Pacific, yeah. September. Pacific time. September 11th, 2023, first live, and then uh, it'll come out on audio on the 13th across all platforms. But if you want to check it out That's early, on YouTube, we will be live. And then, of it'll course, be it'll live. be on there. It'll be on next there. Next Monday night. So, next question. Let's talk the pros and cons and personal opinions of Fjallraven. I'm hoping I said that right. Yeah, Swedish company. The I'm sure it's not Fjallraven. So Fjallraven. <laughs> I'm sure it's not that. Fjallraven, I think is how it's pronounced. Chapadal. Tarjay. <laughs> That's how we pronounce it. So, Jeremiah, all these. you're the one that says you actually have an opinion on this, and you had something you were going to show us up on the screen. Uh, yeah, I'll switch over. I had this other tab pulled up. It is Fajal Raven's website. And Fajal <laughs> Raven, which I believe means fox in Swedish. Okay. Um, so, this is a Swedish company, and. I pulled up the website because I wanted to take a look at some of the prices. Um, I ordered one of their beanies, like, you know, just a hat. Cause yeah. I didn't, I hadn't tried out any of their products and I had a gift card and I said, Hmm, I'm needing a new beanie. I lost my Patagonia one whenever I was backpacking up in the whites. So looking at their website, it looks like everything is on sale, and I assume it's all be all on sale because no one will pay the prices that they're charging for all this gear. <laughs> you know, this shirt is $170. Robust lumberjack shirt? shirt in warm wool blend produced without PFCs, made for a lifetime, dot, dot, dot. And it is on sale for $136. Or this puffy jacket, long down parka, $600. Or this hat. Forty dollars. Let's see. Let's see what kind of backpacking gear that they have. Uh, I know they have a ton of gear. What about trekking backpacks? That would be us, right? Here's a question. Here's a question. I'm wondering if some of those prices are due to the fact that they're in Sweden, and it's hard to get stuff from Sweden to the United States. I think they're going to charge you that price, and then they're going to charge you however much it costs in shipping too. Maybe, but I hear like certain companies are just way cheaper over in Europe than they are here. I could be wrong about that, but I've heard people say that before. Well, it looks like their backpacks are a pretty typical price. I don't know yeah. how good they are, but their clothing is outrageous. And I think the reason it costs so much is because it has this logo 
uh, Jaw Raven logo. But I just wanted to quickly and it's pronounced, check out. And by the way, I looked it up online. It's Fjall Raven. Fjall Raven. Okay. Well, Fjall Raven. I, I like just Google their website, and you can click these. Uh, like it says, people also ask on Google, and the first one says, "Why is it so expensive?" Fjall Raven. <laughs> it's due to their top quality pro, uh, quality materials like v- Vinylon F. And eco shell. These durable, long-lasting materials justify the higher price tag for backpacks. And then the next one says, "What is so special about it?" In true Swedish style, we focus on simplicity and practicality, and we have the utmost respect for the environment. This is what we do: develop functional, durable, and timeless outdoor gear. All right. So, if it's timeless, does that mean they have like the Osprey warranty on their stuff? That's a good question. Let's see if they give you a warranty on the products. I doubt it. I'm just going to search warranty on their website. Warranty repair. There are no search results for warranties, but they do have a uh, a tab. Warranty policy. They're committed to maintaining blah, 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 authorized dealers. Um, if you want to do a repair, you need clear uh, photos of the full item. You need a proof of purchase and your current shipping address. Accidental damage. Um, they're not covered. These are not covered. Stains, improper care, melted zippers, rips, tears, cuts, fabric abrasion, shrinkage, and a faux fur trim repair. So I'm guessing they don't have the <laughs> the quality um, warranty like Osprey. Because you can buy like an Osprey and then if the whole bottom's blown out and you bought it secondhand, you can still send it to them. They'll send you yeah. a new one. So they'll send you a brand new one. And the funny thing is, like Osprey packs are like tanks, dude. You really have yeah. to try and damage them. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting question. I'm glad you looked that up, man. Cause I honestly when I saw that question, I was like, I have no clue. I never use their stuff. Now for the record. So last question. Last question. Okay, go ahead. This is from FU Mike. That's kind of an interesting name. Um, hi, first time texter, long time sub. My question is to you. To you is which is preferred, pooping uphill or downhill? <laughs> of course, this is the last question. Of the That's day. a good question. And honestly, question. these weren't put in any order. We just I just put them in however they were asked. So uh which is preferred for you, Jeremiah? Well, we have to take into account how how much the incline is because if the incline's steep enough and you are facing downhill, maybe you got your hand up against the tree so you don't roll down the hill. That uh, that hill may be a little bit too close for comfort to your butt. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you mean if it's going uphill, like if you're pooping in the direction of uphill? If you are facing downhill... Facing downhill. Okay, so and, you're, then you're pooping uphill. Yeah, that means like for a visual, here's the hill and your butt, <laughs> your butt's back here almost touching the ground and your face is like further downhill. Yeah. I'm downhill say, every time for me. I want to face uphill. Yeah, I want to face uphill, but I want to poop downhill. You don't want... Every time. You don't want that poop. Let's say it's a it's a bad one. You don't want it running downhill toward where you're standing. That could be a costly mistake. Well, and let's just be honest too. You you've got your pants around your knees. 
if you're pooping the wrong direction, you risk getting stuff where you don't want it to go yeah, on could, your clothing. Could be a fatal flaw. It could be an awful fatal flaw. So I would definitely say downhill is the only way to go on this one. Yeah, yeah. And you can kind of hang on to a tree. Yeah. I mean, I've uh, <laughs> my worst experience ever pooping was actually at the Red River Gorge. And I was I was I got up one morning and there's this one campsite you and I have both been to, um, where it's on this cliff. And I got up that morning and I had to go, but I was like, you know, it's only about a mile hike down to the parking lot. So I'm gonna hike on down to the parking lot and there's a privy there. I'm just gonna go on the privy, I'm gonna win the game. Mm-hmm. I got halfway down the hill hiking down to that, and there was no way I was gonna make it. <laughs> but there's not really any good places to go in the woods there. And so I went over off to the one side, left my pack, got my gear or my, got my poop kit. And the only place I could go was off the side of a cliff. Now I know for a fact, there's no trail down below there. So, but it was very, it was not very leave your own trace or leave no trace. I definitely left a trace for somebody down there. Um, I did pack out the toilet paper though, because there's really, there was really no place to put it. So, uh, but yeah, downhill all day oh good t-shirt man sometimes you gotta all leave day. a trace sometimes you just sometimes you can't help it you're gonna leave a trace mm-hmm. so with that said man any, anything else that you want to talk about today before we uh sign off on this episode uh, well i will say it's interesting i have been getting some uh comments at work of people listening to this podcast Uh-oh. and <laughs> no, there's no uh-oh. It's just some of the kids, they think it's funny, I think, that we talk about poop. Like, this is a whole uh, different world, you know, from before you discover backpacking. I mean, you never knew about the uh, intricacies of all these things that, that we talk about and the experiences that you get. So, it's it's interesting hearing some of the kids talking about it and watching the show, and then they talk about it to another teacher, and then that teacher is like, I hear you got a podcast about poop or something like that. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, how fitting. But no, that that was it. I hope everybody tunes in, you know, and checks out the live streams um, yeah. as we start that back up. Because it's really fun interacting with people. It's It was fun doing the Q&As and answering y'all's comments and hearing y'all's opinions on the polls and all that. It's just fun, you know. It's kind of like a little hangout. So 